Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Pastor James Biddle and Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. Remember, we are blessed to be a blessing. Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you for calling us and to share this gift to know Jesus Christ. I would like to thank you, Father, for all the work you have done for us, Lord Jesus, that you send your son to die for us, and you say we should go out and preach the gospel. We thank you for the people who have uh, gone out to preach the gospel in the areas that we cannot reach. We know, Lord, they are meeting different uh, challenges, different situations, but Lord, we commit them into your hands that, Lord, you be with them. Meet their needs, O oh God. Support them, O oh God. We pray that, God, even those who are persecuted in different countries, we hear that some, they are not even allowed to share the gospel, not even to have a Bible. It is our prayer this morning that, God, you be with them, you protect them, O oh God, and you stand with them in all these situations. We believe and trust your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. Uh, this time I would like to introduce to you Melissa. You can come in front. Uh, as I said, she will introduce herself, but she's a missionary to Japan. She has been ministering for years, and they are raising support, you know. Uh, as we are praying for them, let's uh, get together with them, talk to them. We can ask uh, her anything. I think she can share as she's willing like, to share everything. So this time, I will leave it to her, and she can share what she has on her heart. Amen. Thank you. Arigato minasan, ohayo gozaimasu. No, no way. My husband had to do two years of language school, and so he usually thinks that you guys should do about like two seconds of language school. So can you guys all say, ohayo? Ah, that means good morning in Japanese. Good morning, everyone. What a great looking group. Well, usually my husband and family are here with me, but we are doing double duty today. He's at another church in Knoxville, and I am here. We're having to fit our uh, fundraising all in one year, so some Sundays we are doubling up this time around. So that's been interesting and fun. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. He usually does the majority of stuff. But here's my family. Uh, Jonathan, London is six, and Finley is three. And first of all, I need to thank you guys because you guys support us. My family is one of those 29 families that are supported, and we need you to know from the bottom of our hearts Thank you for everything that you do. We could not be on the field. We could not do what we do without you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We want you guys to take ownership of what we do because this is, like you said, we're your hands extended. What we are doing is part of you guys. Don't ever take it lightly. Don't ever, you know, think that what you're doing is not much. You're doing so much for the kingdom all over the world. You guys are awesome. You're killing it in the missions. I love it. Second of all, Tokyo, that's where we are. Tokyo, Japan, largest city in the world. How many people are in Tennessee? I don't know, eight, eight, seven, eight million? There are 38 million in the city of Tokyo alone. At our doorstep, 38 million people. And I love that you guys are talking about unreached people groups. I love that. I hope you guys know what that means. Your neighbor um, who is not a Christian they're lost, but technically they're not unreached. Unreached means someone who literally has no access to the gospel. There are no Bibles to read. There are no churches that they can go to. They don't even know a Christian, have never even heard about Jesus. They've never had an adequate 
presentation of the gospel. They've never had someone witness to them. That is what an unreached person is. And we talk about unreached people groups, tons all over the world. Did you know the Japanese people as a whole, they are the second largest unreached people group in the entire world. And most people don't realize that because they are a first world nation. They have money. They're in some ways technologically advanced, but they are the second largest unreached people group in the world. Less than 1% of the Japanese people even know who Jesus is. It's crazy. There's 127 million people in Japan and less than 1% are Christian. So when we got to Japan in 2014, you guys sent us out in 2014. When we got there, we did not know the language. We could not speak. We could not do anything. We were trying to figure out how to feed ourselves <laughs> on a daily basis. Um, so it was really interesting. And I arrived pregnant. My littlest one, Finley, she was born in Tokyo just a few months after we got there. So faith building experience, having a baby in another country, very faith building. If you want to ask me later, I will not give details now, but if you want to ask, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> After we arrived, I was home with the kids. I had a newborn. My husband went to two years of language school because we realized in order to be a good missionary, you had to be able to speak the language, very important. So he suffered through two years of intense language school. His Japanese is pretty good. I did some studying on my own, so mine is, it's okay. I have a long way to go, but what really is amazing is how God can use people even in their inadequacies. Despite my lack of knowing a lot of the language, God was able to use me anyway. He gave me opportunities. He continued to be so faithful. And I'll give you an example. My oldest, London, when she was not quite four, we decided to put her in a Japanese preschool. Faith building exercise number two. Leave your three-year-old at a Japanese preschool where she can't talk to them and they can't talk to her. <laughs> But I'm telling you what, God was so faithful. Every day when I would walk her to school, we would pray for three things. That she would know that God was with her. That she would learn the language and that she would make friends. And she blossomed. I'm telling you what, the teachers were amazed at how quickly she picked up the language and even began speaking it herself. She loved it. And I did not know. I think we have a picture of um, some of London and her little friends. There they are. They're so sweet. And I didn't know this, but when you put your child in Japanese preschool, I automatically became part of a community of other mamas. All the mamas of the kids in the preschool, we became like a family. There they are. Oh, they're so sweet. I miss them. Um, and so it was amazing. We, I was like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, I was expected to go to lunches and teas and do activities at the school. And all of a sudden, I had like a group of friends that I didn't have before. And I was like, this is awesome. And they learned through getting to know me that I like to bake. And they were like, oh, this is amazing. We don't bake. They just go out and buy things. They don't bake on themselves. And so they wanted to learn how to make something. Do you know what they wanted to learn how to make? An American apple pie. <laughs> That's right. So we had a cooking class. And I had about 14 or 15 women around me. And we learned how to bake pastry, the apple pie, everything. And that started cooking classes. I did like several more. And I was like, this is just amazing how God, even in my imperfections and inadequacy in the language, these women were so patient with me and so kind and we learned together and we just built this community. And the very last week we were there, they took me out to the lunch for the last time and we were sitting around the table and they were saying something nice about me, you know, whatever, and it got to me and I realized, oh my goodness, Jesus, you've given me a captive audience. They were all sitting there listening to what I had to say, about 20 women sitting around a table. And I was like, okay, I, I said, you know, I thanked them for their friendship and, and you know how much fun we've had together. I said, but I need you to know something. I said, God is real. 
Jesus loves you. He loves you. He cares about you. He cares for every single detail of your life. He wants to know you. You don't have to be lonely. A lot of these, a lot of these women, their husbands work such long hours. They don't really see them. They get very lonely. It's like, you don't have to be. God is there. He is real. So and just to have that opportunity is huge because in Japan, the, the relationship is so important to have that trust and rapport first if they're going to listen to what you have to say about Christ. It's so important. And we were just, we continue to be amazed. Even God give Jonathan, after he got out of language school, opportunities with the national church that we never thought we'd have. When we got there, the missionaries are like, oh, they're not going to trust you for like 10 years. You got to build that trust over time. Within, within a few months after him getting out of language school, they were asking him to do projects. They asked us to come and help with a youth group, or a youth camp for the Tokyo district. And I think we have a picture of the kids at the youth camp. We came, Jonathan did all the media, all the sound, all the audio. He, he gave a drumming workshop. Um, I did a dating and relationship workshop with the Japanese students. That was really interesting. Um, and we just, it was amazing how God poured out and some of these kids experiencing God like this for the very first time. And it was just crazy. And God gave Jonathan even more opportunities. And I continued to minister to the women at the, at the preschool and in my community. And it was just crazy. I was like, this is our first term. Like, we, we don't still know a whole lot. But God was still so faithful because we were there and we we're willing. And if you're there and willing, he will give you those opportunities. In your community, at your work, at your school, if you are there and willing, watch out because that opportunity is coming. He will give it to you. You know, one uh, important thing about the culture is that they're very, very polite. And most people that come to Japan go, oh, people are so polite. It's so awesome. Their consideration for others, it, it really is amazing. And one way we see that is on the trains. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these YouTube videos of the trains in Japan and people packing into the trains. Well, that is real. I promise you, when I was pregnant on one of those trains, I almost started crying because it was so packed and so scary. Um, but on a daily basis, these people are packing into trains and I'm standing there at the train going, oh, the next one's coming in three minutes. I'm good. I'm not going to try and squeeze in there, but I'm telling you what, there's these business guys who got to make that train and they're fitting in there no matter what. And they grab the they grab the handle of the train and they scoot their bottom in and they push, 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 and they're like halfway in. And I'm like, you're not in the train. The train door, I'm going to close. And so they have these train pushers that come. Have you seen them on YouTube? And they come and they push and shove people onto the train. And I'm like, this cannot be safe. Fire codes, hello. But no, they do it. And then the, they get the doors shut and you see people just like <laughs> up against the window. And I'm like, oh my word. But even in that packed train, there'll be like hundreds of people in one car. It's dead silent. It's part of their consideration for others. They don't want to interrupt your day. They don't want to be rude. They try and take up as little space as possible. They're silent, which can be very good. But I'm telling you what, God showed us over the course of our time there how this silence and these relational barriers have been built. Not just between, you know, foreigners and them, but in, even between themselves Japanese people feel like they have no one to talk to. There's 38 million people in that city, and most everybody is lonely and alone. And depression, we fight depression. The suicide rate is one of the highest in the world. People feel like there is nothing and that they are so alone. And so we, we realized that really what God was saying to us in particular for our ministry is we need to break the silence in Japan. Break that silence. Bring these walls down. We need the help of the Spirit to bring these walls down so that we can begin 
be in relation to these people so that they can begin to be in relation with each other, have community, have purpose. And so that will help us to begin, you know, sharing the message of Christ. I think we got a slide of um, the culture of silence, maybe. Uh, yeah, there we go. It just illustrates it. But I do have a short video I want to I want to play. My husband created this video. He created it. He filmed it. Everything about this video he did. And it's just a way to illustrate the silence that we experience in Japan. Go ahead. This is the sound of silence. In Japan, there exists a culture of silence, often dismissed as a positive aspect of our culture. It chokes, chokes out the voice of truth. It lies, telling you that people you pass on the street don't want to hear about Jesus. It's contagious, like a virus, it spreads, threatening to destroy us from the inside out. Someone once said that Japan is a swamp and that Christianity will never take root here. But God can do the impossible if someone will break the silence. Who will carry the message? Help us break the silence in Japan. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. my husband's very talented and that leads us into what we want to do in this next term of our ministry there is a regional assembly of god ministry called asia pacific media it's based in the philippines so they have a team in the philippines they have a team in china already they produce evangelism content in that country's own language dealing with that country's own issues jonathan and i want to bring that ministry to japan it's not in japan yet so we are going to pioneer that ministry into japan start to produce evangelism content in Japanese, addressing issues of the Japanese face, digital tracks, uh, social media posts, videos, short films, magazines, radio, whatever. Because I'm telling you what, the people that are silent in that train in Japan and on the streets, you know what they're staring at? Probably what a lot of us are staring at. They're staring at this. So Asia Pacific Media aims to get evangelism content in Japanese that people can view on this. Maybe they won't walk through the doors of, the, of a church. Most Japanese would never walk through the doors of a church. But they'll look at their phone and they might see a post that gets spread on social media. Uh, our team in the Philippines recently did a video um, 
and it was very successful. It was just a short video about a Filipino drug lord who became a Christian. It was his testimony. You know what? It got shared on YouTube and then social media. It got 10 million views in the Philippines. That's 10 million people that maybe would not have come into church, that maybe would never have met a Christian, but they saw a message of hope. That's exactly what we want to do in Japan. We're so, so excited. Because I'm telling you what, the churches in Japan, they're a little bit behind as far as their use of technology and media to reach their community. So they're finding that they're not reaching their community. They're struggling to reach the young people because the young people communicate like this. They communicate visually. And so that is exactly what we want to do. So we are so excited to start that ministry. And I want to tell you guys real quick, here's our prayer card. I've got some at the table back there. It's a new prayer card. If you have our old prayer card, please get our new one because it now includes our youngest, Finley. That's important. Um, and we want you guys to take these and remember to pray, but not just for us. Because it's just like he said, you pray for the people of Japan. Because you know what? One day we won't be there. We'll be long gone. But the Japanese people will still need to be reached. So take our card. Go to our website, check us out, but please pray for us, but more importantly, pray, pray, pray for the Japanese people, for those unreached. There are spiritual walls. I'm telling you what, it's 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 a dark, spiritually dark place, and sometimes you can just feel it. There are spiritual walls that need to come down. We are just believing for a breakthrough in Japan. Japan is ready for a move of God, but we need our prayer warriors praying for those spiritual strongholds. And so we want to thank you guys so much. It was awesome being here. And what you guys do for us is incredible. And so we just want to say thank you. And that's it. Up to you, Pastor. Come on, weren't you blessed by Melissa? I'm honored to know Melissa and Jonathan. Uh, come back up here. We're not done with you yet. Um, what a great family. They um, had incredible faith when they launched out to go to Japan. It is the most expensive city to live in in the world, is right? Not trying to pour salt in a wound here, but uh, it's an incredible. You don't raise your hand and say, I want to go be a missionary to Japan as a first-term missionary because it's so hard to get there. It's so expensive. They travel to churches and raise their budget, and we support them on a very small level each month, but it's, it's what we can do. We're trying to invest in them. Uh, Pastor Rick, last uh, couple of weeks, led us in the prayer for the unreached. We had Japan on there. Most people don't realize Japan is an unreached people group. But we would like to pray over you and your family, let you stand in for your family. Pastor Michael is going to come and lead that prayer. Let's all stand for just a moment. I want you to cry out to the Lord, pray for this great family, and the Lord's going to use them in a great way. I love how they're using technology to reach their culture. It's amazing. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you so much for this family. We thank you, God, that your hand of protection and provision and blessings are a are just bountiful in their lives right now. Lord, we pray that on this furlough, that this would be such a season and time of refreshing, that the kids would just be poured into and invested and loved on, uh, that they would just sense that during this time, it's not just running and running and running and sharing and sharing and, re and fundraising, but, but God, it would truly be a time of reconnecting, of being 
poured into. Lord, as they go back, I pray that you continue to give them just favor in their strategy. God, I pray that there would be such alignment uh, to be able to bring this digital mission into Japan, that there would be just opportunities to connect with the national church in ways beyond their expectation, Father. We just pray that they would have these doorways opened that no man can close. And right now, we just pray for the spiritual culture of Japan. We lift up Nippon right now, and we just say that there will be light where there is darkness, that there will be no shadows, that the Father of all lights would step into this darkness and illuminate hearts and bring joy where there has been sadness and there will be a restoration of hearts and relationships like never before. Use this family, Father, in a mighty way. Mobilize your people that are there. Lift up their heads, God. Pray that there would be a new awakening, an awakening that would happen in the churches there. God, that you would begin to just mobilize them into the streets, into the universities, into the workplaces, Father, in a way that has never happened before in the history of this nation. God, we claim this in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and your grace that always is working on our behalf. In your name, amen.